Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. We are not separating from the phone. It's a part of us now. Who are you with no phone? What access to information do you have? What you can remember? (laughs) What are you going to do without your pictures? Are you going to describe what you saw? That doesn't work for us. We don't want to talk to anybody that doesn't have a phone. That's why it's called an iPhone. It's half myself, half phone. That's a complete individual. I don't even know what the purpose of people is anymore. I think the only reason people still exist is phones need pockets to ride around in. I used to think Uber was on my phone so I could get around. Then I started thinking, maybe they put Uber on the phone because that makes me take the phone because the phone is using me to get around. (laughs) Who's really the Uber in this big prostitution ring? I'm the little bitch carrying the phone. The cars are the hoes picking up strangers off the street all night. And the phone's the big pimp of the whole thing telling the drivers, you just get who I tell you to get. I'll handle the money. All right, eight after seven, Jerry Seinfeld. And we're looking at showers and thunderstorms this morning, clearing up this afternoon. High of 87, right now 68 with Jeff and Jen. Bad news for single heterosexual men who own cats. Also, why people are stockpiling disposable urinals. And you might want to dial back on the perfume and cologne. It is Monday, the 22nd of June, 2020. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Well, thank God I was in a relationship before this story came down. A new study has found that women find men less attractive if they're into cats. (laughs) Researchers at Colorado State University took photos of various men, one by themselves and one of them holding a cat. And then over 700 women rated the photos. And what's interesting is when the men were holding cats, they were actually seen as less masculine and less dateable. Now, this applied to both short-term and long-term relationship potential. I think that's very unfortunate. I mean, if a man loves a cat, then you know he's a sensitive, kind soul. Yeah. 
I mean, any man that has pets and treats them well, right? You would hope. This is yeah. sweet. I just keep thinking of our friend Brian. Oh, Poor yeah. Brian, you know, he's <laughs> what, in his mid-40s now? And oh, way. Really? He's, yeah. And he's a cat dude and has always been a cat dude. And he has not been able to find himself a long-lasting relationship with a woman ever. Not a long-lasting. You know, he gets a really attractive girlfriend. They just don't stick around very long. And you, you wonder, is it the cat? Takes him back to their, his apartment. And <laughs> Does he clean the little like, box Wait out? a minute. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he cleans the litter. Does he, he have is cat hair everywhere? That's always another thing. He's that a clean guy. He yeah, is a pretty he's clean a pretty, guy. yeah, tidy, tidy individual. How many individual. cats does he have? He has two. Oh, so that's not excessive. It's no. not like he's got ten. No, yeah. but I definitely think they rule the house. Oh. And his Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> he posts about him a lot. Constantly. Uh, but listen, you know, I mean, if if this is uh, who he is, then, Well, then you know, that's who he is. That's and he'll who find he is. somebody. It just appears by this study that the pool is very shallow. It's possible the pool is shallow. Uh, the pool also thought the men seemed more neurotic when holding a cat. They're, he is a little neurotic. He is by With nature. or without a cat. Huh. Yeah. Learning so much about Brian today. Yeah, he's a good dude. Oh, God, he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, There was one key demographic that didn't care, though. Women who described themselves as a cat person were just as likely to say that a guy was dateable, whether he was holding a cat or not. Hmm. In other words, it didn't really impact the way they saw the man either way. But it didn't help either. Would anybody here like a cat or two? Apparently, there have been no uh, two litters born at my parents' house in Illinois that my mother is now feeding. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And there are a total of six kittens. Oh my goodness. Oh. So, if anyone would like, nope. <laughs> like we're gonna have some strays. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, are you sure? Because now you have, you know, no, I got two. a little more room there in yeah. Kenwood at that house. Yeah. You've got some space. Yeah, we got our hands full with the two we got. But. Yeah, my boyfriend's allergic. <laughs> Lucky you, right? right. Yep. <laughs> we're losing control of the house we're living in now with the two we got. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? I would take a couple more if I didn't think Merle would try to eat them. But I think he would I think he would settle in and be all right. Maybe you need another dog. <sighs> so, Emma got a dog. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah, Emma and Fetty got a dog. Yeah? Bo. And... That's the dog's name, Bo? Yeah. B-O or B-E-A-U? B-E-A-U. Yeah. And she's coming to town to visit. Bringing the dog? Bringing Bo. We'll see how that goes. Now, what's interesting is her boyfriend is kind of uneasy about it, 
Not for my cats, who you know could potentially be eaten by this dog. What kind of dog is it? Uh, oh, I forget. Is it a did adult or did they get it's a puppy? It's a puppy. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, He's spraying when it's excited. Is he worried about the cats attacking? He's worried him? about the cats beating him up. Well, do they? Do your cats have claws? <laughs> do they have claws? They have all their claws. They have rear claws. Okay, yeah. they're bullies. Well, they'll be fine. Are your cats bullies? I've never really seen him around a dog, so this will be interesting. Have they ever met a dog that you're aware of? I don't know. In your time with them? I don't know. Because when I adopted my cats, they were adult rescues mm-hmm. that were at least five years old. So I don't know what experience they have with dogs. Right. You don't know their history. Yeah. Well, you're going to find out. Maybe yeah. in the shelter they were in, they had exposure to dogs. I don't know. I don't know how much time they actually spent in the shelter. All I know about the previous owner is that he was an elderly gentleman who was suffering from dementia and had to give him up because of that. Mm-hmm. And they went through a couple of foster homes there for a while. And that's all I know. And then I that's when I and they landed with adopted you. them. Yeah. Hmm. So I'll give you a full report. They are pretty sassy, though. So it's going to be interesting to see them with a puppy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I agree. Roll They'll, tape. It'll it'll become very clear very quickly who's in charge, and it will be the cats. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it may be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how many ways are there? The answer is at least three ways to make peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So most people take two pieces of bread, add peanut butter to one side, jelly to the other, slap them together, call it a day. That's how I would make it. Mm-hmm. Same. All right. Another way is to put the peanut butter and jelly on one piece of bread. That's so hard. It's it sounds hard. I mean, you have it? to do the peanut butter first and then the jelly because if you do the jelly first and then try to lop the the peanut butter on top of the jelly, Smearing. that's just yeah. messy. It just doesn't work. Yeah, apparently that one's popular too, but people say those those methods don't always yield the best results. Yeah. You know, it'll depend, too, on whether the bread is toasted. Well, th- instead, the experts are saying to put a little bit of peanut butter on both pieces of bread, first to act as a barrier, which prevents the jelly from soaking into the bread and making it soggy. Although, I got to tell you, I kind of like that. Who you are like these the experts? Who are yeah. these people that take right. four hours to eat a, a sandwich? How long does it need to sit to get <laughs> soggy? <laughs> They're gone in four minutes. They're self-proclaimed experts. Mm-hmm. When you guys, let me ask you this: So, when you guys make a peanut butter and jelly, yeah, do you t- you take the knife and you get the peanut butter out mm-hmm. and you wipe it on the bread? Right. They do. You take that knife with peanut butter residue on it and dip it into the jelly. Do you lick it off or do you get a new utensil to jelly? I run my finger down the length of the knife. I wipe it off with a paper towel. I wipe it on the other side of the bread that's clean. Oh. And then go into the jelly. No waste. Zero waste, Tim, right Very over here. Very smart. Uh, a recent survey asked 9,000 Americans if they prefer creamy or crunchy peanut butter. Creamy is the clear winner. 55% prefer creamy. Really? Yeah, 31%, uh, which includes Jen and myself and anyone else in the room. I'm crunchy, man. I'm crunchy. Yeah, I like crunchy, too. I buy, I like it all. I like texture. <laughs> I, I buy everything. You're Almond in the 4%, butter, like both equally, and yeah. 10% of us never eat peanut butter. And I like that. Is it jelly that, um, that has like the chunks of strawberries in it, or is that technically? Jam. 
happens? Jam. Jam has pieces of fruit. Okay. Jelly is made out of just it's the juice. Just the gooey stuff. And marmalade is made with the skin. Marmalade. Yeah. Okay. I'm a, I'm a jam girl then. You're a jam girl. I love marmalade. We had a, like, I made a little charcuterie board yesterday for Father's Day. So I went to the Murray's Cheese Shop at Kroger, you know, because I'm like, oh, we have to get all these cheese. And they had this Murray's brand of blueberry jam that I bought to put, like, with some of the blue cheese. That sounds good. It was Mm -hmm. so good. Like, the whole thing was gone. Now I'm like, i got to find this again. Yeah, that does sound good. Turns out men are slightly more likely to enjoy crunchy peanut butter than women. So that's... That's how it is in America, my friends. Interesting. Let's talk about some some of the uh, crazy coronavirus stories that are happening in the world. I guess the uh, newest thing we're running low on is pocket change. You know what? I'm not the only one. I never use it. I don't carry it around. If I have it, I go to the um, I go to Kroger when I shop at Kroger. And you it, dump it I do in the, the self checkout. Yeah, I unload all of my change, and then I'll switch to my card mid-transaction, which you can do. You can change your method of payment. Wow. Yeah, you can do more than one method of payment during your transaction. I never thought about that. Yeah, so that's where I get rid of all my change, if I have any change, but I don't deal in cash anymore. I almost never use cash now. I do still have the um, obligatory canister next to the washer and dryer for when you empty out the pockets of stuff. Yeah, I don't think I have it. I Ah. think the only cash I have in my purse is Costa Rican money. I got $1. Yes, I I have Korean money that Jeff brought. (laughs) Good to have in a pinch. Yeah, Yeah. you know. Yep. In case you find yourself in Seoul. You never know. Mm -hmm. And you need to make a phone call or something. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) With a dollar. Right. (laughs) With whatever it was that you gave us. A Korean won. (laughs) So stores and banks are running low on pocket change. Yeah. A hospital in Vancouver has seen an uptick in groin injuries that can all be attributed to the lockdown in one way or another. Home improvement projects. I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Feel free to use your imagination there. Too much time. Mm-hmm. You guys haven't injured yourselves in any way, have you, since, yeah. You know, no, I a, call a guy. Yeah, not in that department. But no. Just my normally klutzy behavior, yes. Yeah. Nothing you can attribute to secondary COVID injury. Just getting out of the car. Yeah, that happens sometimes. <laughs> Uh, food, <clears throat> excuse me, a food bank in England asked people to double check expiration dates after someone donated a can of anchovies that expired in 1987. What? Yeah. 87? Let's, let's double check that before we yeah. hand it off to someone else. Also, people are buying disposable urinals so they don't have to rely on public restrooms. Huh. Isn't that a interesting way to handle Fritchie, can you do a search on travel john disposable urinal bags yeah travel john disposable urinal bags okay so they're just your this is just a urinal oh it looks like a disposable urinal. it's just a bag it's just a bag sales have skyrocketed what is special about this bag that makes it better than a ziploc 
or a Wendy's cup or a Gatorade bottle. Right. Maybe um, maybe the way the weight is distributed, you know. (laughs) Some of yeah. those wider bags are a little hard to Well, true, and, and you steady. don't ever really know how it. much is going to... You never know. You don't know. So maybe these are the average bladder Ew. size in case someone has a full bladder. You no, know, they hand me that cup. I'm like, I, I, I'm going to have to stop midstream. Right. Can you stop midstream? It's not easy. It isn't once you're started. Right. It's just a bag. Five ninety five for how many? A three pack. Three pack. Mm. Is it worth $2 a leak? I would. That's a good shape, though. Yeah. Uh, that might actually work. Even I bet that's got a super, it's probably got a really good seal on and it. And if you're a woman, mm. you know, it looks like it has kind of a cup on the top. So yeah. you, kind could, of, you could kind of snuggle put, right into I that. I think so. Hmm. Interesting. But it's got some kind of absorbent powder in there. Is Oh. That's yeah. interesting. Urinal bags provide a safe and sanitary means of satisfying personal sanitation. <laughs> now, the way they call it a urinal, so I assumed it was only for men, but it does appear to be built for a woman's shape as well. Yeah. Well, it says on this, what I'm looking at, it says it's a portable toilet. But I, I did Google urinal, and this is what came up. Travel John portable toilet three pack. Like you would think guys who just have to do number one. I mean, you can go anywhere. Mother Earth yeah. is here for us. Oh, it yeah. doesn't have a ceiling feature, Jen. The con. Somebody had a review on it and said that it doesn't seal. Like, oh. So maybe if you, oh, it doesn't seal? Well, no, well, but I guess. the point? Well, what's, what happens is, is when you pee in there, the powder, I think, is supposed to absorb all Turns of the pee. Turns it into pee. a solid yeah. or something. That's and then weird. you just throw it away. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know that. Right. Well, order some and we'll try it. We'll do try Tuesday. <laughs> Let our travel John disposable we'll step urinal into bags. One of the production rooms and give it. A yeah. shot. <laughs> I'm going to go out in the lobby. Joe's been guy. He's been out. He doesn't care. He's, he doesn't care. No. Uh, what else? Oh, okay. So it turns out this guy didn't have the virus, but a suspected COVID nineteen patient in India died last week. After his family unplugged his ventilator to plug in an air conditioner. Oh, Mm. my God. How does that happen? I don't know. Hmm. I just don't know. And then the cannonball record, the cannonball run record may have been broken again. A guy in a rented Mustang replaced the seat backs with fuel tanks, the back seats with fuel tanks. So he only had to get gas once. He says he did the cross-country drive in just under 26 hours, averaging 108 miles an hour. I'd like to know what route he took. Yeah. And boy, how do you manage that? What kind of radar detector have you got to have in your car? To get away with it? You know, I never thought those radar detectors ever worked, because I might have owned one or two back <laughs> a long time ago. Very long time ago. And... uh and they never seemed to work, like they worked, but there were just a lot of like false alarms. And mm-hmm. every time I would get busted, that thing would go off and it'd be too late. Like the guy nailed me. And years later, I was reading an article that said, well, that's because uh, the people that make the so-called radar detectors, are the same people that make the radars. Yeah. They're the same ones that make the guns. Yeah. I've got a, a friend who um, dry, he teaches like driving, driving. Yeah. Like performance driving? Yes. And I've ridden with him, and he has top-of-the-line radar detector, and it works. Does it? Yep. 
I don't, I don't think, think he's ever got. To. I don't think he's ever gotten a ticket, and he drives. That's pretty impressive. It's pretty cool. Hmm. So yeah, yeah. What kind of interstate? I mean, he must have taken some interstates. He must really know because I remember, like, as a, as a member of AAA, when you're planning a trip, you know, before GPS, they would often. They might even still offer what they call <clears throat> is a trip tick, which is basically like this this little uh, ringlet binder thing that you flip for each route segment Mm -hmm. and they would highlight it. So all you got to do is just flip the card. This is before you had GPS telling you where to go. Right. But they would also stamp. They had this rubber stamp that would mark the areas along your route that you had to be careful because it was known, for instance, like Valdosta, Georgia, near the Florida border is known to be a notorious speed trap. And so they would give you a heads up. And so made, this guy must really have known like the ins and outs of what route to take and where those state troopers are hiding. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.